Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. You know, I think a lot of people listen to the podcast to learn the latest tricks in how to make your girl squirt or <laughs> blowjob job techniques or for uh, other kind of fetish stuff. Yes. But we have uh, probably about half the feedback that we get are from people that are in a power exchange relationship. Exactly. Either a master slave or a dom sub or something along those lines. And mm-hmm. most people, most of those people are actually in some kind of a master slave or want to be in some kind of a master slave relationship. Exactly. And so as longtime listeners to the podcast know, you and I are in a master slave relationship. Mm-hmm. We have been for 10 years. We are the regional title holders for our 13-state area, Great Lakes Great region. Great Lakes, exactly. And we recently headed on down to Texas to compete as the international master slave for the year 2011. We did. And we're back. We're back. So uh, very tired and lots of uh, airport snafus yesterday starting yes. at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, oh my God. <laughs> for those who are, uh, are not aware, we will not keep you in suspense. We did not win. Oh, yeah. But uh, I tell you, you certainly can't uh, go wrong with the people that did win. So congratulations to Master Liza Mm -hmm. and Slave Jody Jody. from the San Francisco area. And it it was really funny when we got started talking to them. While we're, you know, very beginning of the contest, Jody was talking about, well, when I used to hang out with Guy Baldwin in the 80s. Exactly. I was like, (laughs) "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. We have competition. (laughs) As well. And then the other couples as well were all fantastic. They've all done wonderful things with their community, starting Mm -hmm. events, uh, been oh around for gosh, yes. You know, the one thing that we thought was going to be our our thing mm-hmm. was we've been together for 10 years. 10 and plus. 10 plus yep. years. <laughs> and everybody else, we find out, has been around for that 8 to 12 year range exactly. too. Exactly. So. so it was actually pretty amazing to see. And um, we'll actually chat a little bit more about all of all of that type of stuff near the end of the show. So, but... Yep. Um, I, so what we've decided to do for this podcast, and one of the things that we do with the podcast, we use it as an educational vehicle. Mm-hmm. We use it as a vehicle for people to get to know what's going on in their areas and how to get to events. And uh, we use it for question and answers for people who might not have been in lifestyle as long as we have, or to teach us things. That's definitely one of the reasons we have the podcast, that mm-hmm. we bring on people to talk about things like... Um, furries, you know, which we know nothing about, to teach us things as well. One of the things we do with the podcast, though, on occasion, though, is that it is our blogging vehicle. Right. It is our self-reflection vehicle. Um, And just a few days ago, we competed for the International Master Slave title, Mm -hmm. and we did not win. And we haven't had a chance to, you and I haven't really had a chance to talk about that yet. Exactly. So what we're going to do with the podcast today is the first half of the podcast is going to be nice and normal mm-hmm. and and i tell you and i'm really i'm hoping that um anybody who's run for title or who's thinking about running for a title takes the opportunity to listen to this because we have daddy w from seattle as well as hobbit 
on to talk about how to be a successful title mm-hmm. holder and not just, you know, here's where you have to go, but how to really manage it. Right, um, right. And they are both uh, multiple, multiple title holders themselves. So, which we will not be. So we just have our region that we get to do. So since we lost international, but... So what we're going to do is we're going to see you're, you're starting already. We're gonna I know there. I, I keep know. trying to I keep mentioning things. So because I do want to mention some more stuff, you know, about the contest, there was stuff going on that we probably won't blog about. You know, we ran into some people, you know, we ran into Master Wolf and Slave Master and we ran into some podcast listeners as well, <laughs> which is always cool. That's always cool. So the format for today's show, a little bit different, if you're a longtime listener, um, is we are going to do the normal podcast. We're going to talk about things that are going on like we always do and our experiences lately, what we got coming up, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of jazz. And then we'll do our interview with Daddy W and Hobbit. And it'll be just like every other podcast. And right. Then, but then, then, but then there's more. Wait till the end. Don't turn it off. And then what off. we're going to do <laughs> after that, after the normal podcast, we're just going to keep the mics running and talk about what it's like to run for this, from a personal experience for you and me. Yes. To run for the contest and not win. Yes. Because that's part of our experience, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. that's what we, and that's all we can share. You know, later, um, as a matter of fact, we're going to see... Uh, Liza and Jody mm-hmm. at Beyond Leather. Right. And they'll probably want to sit down and play a game of cards, which we'll explain. <laughs> and we'll bust out the mic and say, hey, mm-hmm. since we're sitting here, what's it like? Exactly. Because we did not take the mic with us over the weekend. We had enough on our plate. So Absolutely. Oh, we will wait till another event to get them interviewed. So, um, recap. Good Lord. We're five minutes in and we're still talking about what we are going to talk about. <laughs> Just a little recap. So first half of the show, nice normal part of the show. Wonderful interview with Daddy W and Hobbit. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a second show within here where you and I either uh, cry in our cups <laughs> or jump for joy that, that our financial <laughs> solidity continue, will not be impacted. impacted so. so let's uh, go ahead and get started then. The first thing... Um, well, you know, let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the event itself. So the event is in, the South Plains Leather Fest. Right, and it's in Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So, and it is um, actually run by uh, Master Jim and Slave Marsha and Sir Cougar. So, yep. and they do a great job with this event. Now, Master Jim and Slave Marsha were the 2001, 2001. Master Slave title holders. Yes, sir. And, I, and they ended up... they produce the event now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somebody told me there's about 500 people, but it didn't feel It didn't feel like, like it. That. So. I don't know if that was even but we that, were That's what we were told. We were sequestered for part of it as well. So <laughs> we and and their goal is with this event, their goal is the MS community to reach mm-hmm. out to the MS community and the gender queer community. Mm-hmm. So that is their target audience right. for this event. Yeah, Slave Marshall was saying they don't want to be the biggest event. Right. They want to be a great event for the people that they're a great event for exactly and it's it's fabulous so i know um they were having they had a gender queer cruise and a women's cruise and all of those turned out fabulous and so I'm, everybody was so did they have the men's cruise too i don't too? know i don't i didn't notice uh and then for listeners who may not know may not be too um Hip on the cruise lingo on the cruise lingo mm-hmm. it's it's a gathering for people to pick up each other yeah, so kind of like a meet and greet with a lot of greet. <laughs> <laughs> or a lot of meat, depending exactly, on how you look at it. Exactly, depending on how you look at it. 
Um, I wanted to go, but I was sequestered. I felt like I was on the jury. We were so busy all the time. Well, I tell you, you shouldn't have felt like you were on the jury. You should have felt like you were oh, exactly. on the stand because on we the were. Stand. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, so very nice a hotel, very nice event. The, yes. Nearly all of House Meta, which is our leather tribe, was there mm-hmm. with us. And that was a joy just to see everybody, run into everybody, get the, you know, travel some of us 18 or hours in right. the car because of horrendous weather they had to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to just hang out in Texas with everybody. That was yeah. really neat. And watching everybody with their back patches. And it was just neat. House meta here, house meta there. It was, <laughs> they were everywhere. So it we, was great. Uh, we saw Master Wolf, as you'd mentioned before, mm-hmm. who uh, I think we both adore. He yes. His family. Um, he is out of Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. it's great to see a local guy. Yes. You know, all the way down there. Um, and he, he was very um, aware of what we were doing that weekend and yes. just reminded us to breathe a lot. Oh, um, yes. And then we got to meet, you know, some people that we've heard about, but you never got to meet. Uh, we got to meet Master Talon. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, on Sunday morning, uh, Slave Master joined us for breakfast. He did. And he was telling me about his philosophy about um, being a master and some of the people he's met. That was nice. actually really interesting. Um I tell you, when you hear somebody's name is Slave Master, mm-hmm. it puts an image in your mind oh, of what the person's going to be like. Absolutely. And, uh, I was, you know, he didn't, the very first thing he did when he met me was just gave me a big old hug mm-hmm. and said, oh, how nice to meet you. And I said, oh, boy, that was very welcome. That, that was actually um, a, a relief for me because when I saw his picture, you know, he's got the mohawk and he looks very austere and Slave Master. And uh-huh. it's like, Oh, hell. Right. <laughs> and then you meet him even at the judge's table, and he, he just has this big old grin on his mm-hmm. face. And mm-hmm. it's like, here's a fun guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with absolutely. this. Absolutely. All right. Um, they also had the re, or the, the, I guess it was the National Mast Meeting. Now, uh, and we're going to have to talk about Mast in upcoming episodes mm-hmm. soon because both Columbus and Cleveland. We'll still, we'll soon have, or are thinking about having their own chapters of MAST. Right. Um, Columbus has started and Cleveland's is still in the, the thinking stage. Mm-hmm. So we're pushing, we're pushing. But, and for those that aren't aware, MAST is Masters and Slaves Together. So Which is, is a, a national organization yes. for people that are in power exchange relationships. I think Master Bob said there is currently 76 chapters nice i counted like 56 on the website but they have been trying to open them left and right now so and mast um there's been a lot of mast members on our uh board of judges <laughs> for right. the last couple of events we uh <laughs> when i was sitting in the the mast general meeting there was a couple from australia that was opening australia mast nice and there's a couple from canada that's opening canada mast now i'd wish we had permission i wish we'd thought to ask permission to use their names oh. but very nice couple from canada they actually asked us if they wanted to go out with them sunday night and do a little sightseeing oh these were the podcast listeners and they were right? uh, and they are soon going to be podcast guests okay uh, as I actually got their their permission so to use their scene names. Oh, so, I don't know what their scene names are though. So, well, I looked it up because he's been conversing with me, and it is where did I put it? Mr. <laughs> it's Mister Bit and his lady. Oh, okay, okay, so, very cool. Yes. Um, so they were very neat. So they have just a wonderful experience. Got to meet all kinds of things. Very neat MS classes uh, and other leather SM tracks. Um, right, and they're more about that. They don't have a lot of one-on-one no, classes no. at this one. This one is more intense. This one is a little more um, into the psychological nature of mastery and slavery. So mm-hmm. um, things like that. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, it's a very, very good experience. Um, I like seeing all the hot leather guys. I'm sure you do. <laughs> you got, you got, you got a compliment too. <laughs> uh, I got one compliment. Oh no, this one was uh, when you were up in the mast meeting. So we were sitting down, and uh, we actually ran into um, oh, Daddy Brian and Slave Ange as well, who are podcast listeners, and they got to meet me and Amber the Rope Slut. So we were sitting down there next to a really cute really cute gay guy Mm -hmm. and he looks at me and he goes um i really want to go up to your master and tell him how hot he is (laughs) and i'm like well master would be okay with that he's mostly het but he would be very fine with you flirting with him (laughs) maybe i'm het because no hot gay guys come up to me and said hey you want to not be het anymore so there you go so awesome um so of course we can't really give you a better review of the event because, of course, we didn't get to go to a lot of the event. We were right. busy doing our contest thing. Didn't get to go to any classes. The class schedule looks great. Mm-hmm. Didn't stick our nose in the dungeon. I did for a second. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> dungeons, I should say. Multiple dungeons. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, I only got to stick my nose into one. So Because they, oh, I would only have been allowed to stick my nose into one other. Because they had a men's only a women's only, and then the pansexual dungeon. Yeah, yeah. So that's just really great. I mean, they were really in tune. They're really in tune with the um, the people that they bring in yeah. to this event. Absolutely. So, and, yeah. So, the, of course, the big question is, you and I will not be going back there to compete again. No. Would you go back? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We so got that from I loved a, lot of our, a lot of our house members as well. Mm-hmm. That uh, they, you know, this is... and. Again, we'll save this for the blog part, but a lot of the non-leather MS community is looking for this, looking yes. for the structure, the camaraderie, yes. all this kind of stuff. It um, felt like family. I absolutely. mean, it just really does. So I would not be surprised next year if the house rents a bus <laughs> and we just bust our ass on down there as one big old group. That would um, be awesome. So that was a great um, event, and we really can't say anything else about it until next year we go back and we can actually be participants exactly. in the event. Right, because most of our time was spent in a room or spent behind a curtain or... <laughs> no, here's an interesting one for you, Don. I bet, though, I, we hit a new... Now, let me think. I, you know what? I think that we have hit a new thing. What's that? How many people do you think were in the audience Saturday night when we did our two... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lots. Yeah. Lots. So you have now by yourself presented on stage with a microphone for... It was probably 350. You think there was that many? I think there was that many because all the seats no. were full. Maybe Damn. not. Still. I think so. of people. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that neat? Yeah. You know? So. I mean, we've done hundreds of presentations from mm-hmm. groups of, you know, the average, I think the average class probably around 30 people. About. Now, we've done one that was... Um, one or two at Dark Odyssey that ended up being way more than oh, yeah, that. Yeah. But average, about 20 or so. Mm-hmm. You know, of and course, we've done some that have been way smaller than that. Absolutely. We've done some that have been one, <laughs> one two, three. two people. Yeah. So, and that's nice and intimate as well. That is nice and intimate. So, uh, but from a presenting perspective, just a, you know. Without a stutter. Without a stutter. You're, by the way, well, we'll blog here in a minute again. <laughs> but your two-minute speech was fantastic. Thank you. You were spot on. You couldn't have done any better. Thank you. So was yours. Thank you. Um, so that's that event. Uh, mm-hmm. Kudos to Master Jim, Slave Marsha, and Sir Cougar. 
Yep. Um, and I'm, I would, you know what? I would absolutely go back and just, even if I didn't do the classes, I would sit in the atrium. Yeah. And oh, you just know what? chat with people. So here's one more thing to say about that event that's a great point yes. of yours. We've yes. gone to some fantastic events. And one of the things that many, many events lack they're like, oh, we're going to bring in the biggest name presenters. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the classiest hotel. We're going to have the biggest buffet and the nicest pool, blah, 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 blah. Is just having space where you can chill. Yes. And sit. And we just We sat. just sat and socialized and, and hobnobbed and big old comfy chairs. There was plenty of room to sit in the floor for the slaves that wanted to sit in the floor. People just walking by and picking up a chair and sitting next to us and just plenty, plenty of room to socialize. It was fabulous. It was really neat to see that we would sit down with maybe two other people. Right. And the circles would expand and they would contract and people would come, (laughs) people would go. Uh, I tell you, and there wasn't an unfriendly person at the entire event. It didn't feel like. No. Um, All right. So, South Plains Leather Fest. Mm -hmm. I think we're giving it uh, big kudos even though um, we did not walk away with a particular title hmm. again. You know what? I'm just going to keep saying, but we'll blog about that later. <laughs> Let's move on. So that is that. Um, if you are thinking, well, Dan and Don, you didn't win your little title, so I guess you're going to have a lot more time to stay home and relax <laughs> and podcast. <laughs> no? seen the calendar recently i'm sorry (laughs) um if you would actually like to see us instead of hear us Mm -hmm. no we're not sitting still in uh march 19th we will be in pittsburgh pennsylvania for the mass meeting we will whose territory is that that is actually northeast and that is that is master don and and, uh orja well i I hope they come out i know they're going to be presenting for mass as well soon they will be presenting for mass pittsburgh in a couple of months so super and then, uh, I think two weekends later, we're off to Chicago to present at Sensations in Leather. We are indeed. And then we're going to take a break, right? No, because the very following weekend, we're flying to Fort Lauderdale for Beyond Leather. Where we will be flying our gamers' hankies. Yes, we have new, we, there, there's a new addition to the hanky code. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're number three and four to have this hanky code. Uh, you think, think we might be further down the list than that? Yeah, because they, because Liza and Jody, right? But Slave Bunny actually created Made this them. One. Okay, so, so she I, may have more I that she handed she out. One. So, but um, she gifted uh, Slave Bunny gifted Liza and Jody, who won the international Master Slave contest, with gamers hankies mm-hmm. because they're always playing board games and card games at these events. Now, just to, to step back for just a moment, the hanky code is a way when you go to, to a leather event that you could recognize if somebody's interested in something. Right. For it's example, a... I would flag, if I did flag, and I really don't flag because I don't do pickup play, but if I did flag, I would probably flag black, a black hanky in my left pocket. Right. That's a symbol that says I'm, kinda, I'm a heavy top sadist mm-hmm. looking for somebody to beat up. If I saw somebody with a black hanky in their right pocket, me, 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 then I would say, oh, there's <laughs> someone who wants to bottom to a sadist. Exactly. There's other hankies that indicate I like being uh, peed, peed on, on or fisted, titty tortured or, or fisted, anal, all kinds of things. Uniform lover, all and, kinds and of stuff. And it's really gone on and on. There's, I don't know what the, the doily, there's a pink, there's a, a silk a little, doily someone was telling me about. Uh-huh. On and on. Silver like, lame for something. Yeah. So this one. <laughs> This one is green, and it's got red and white dice on it. Yes. It is so cute. (laughs) 
And we weren't quite sure left or right pocket and what it meant. So I've decided for myself, uh, if you put it in your left pocket, you're looking for, for a game. Oh, no, no, no. You, are, you have a game. You have a game. You got a game. <laughs> and if you put it in your right pocket, you're looking for a game. Right. So I'm going to be flagging right. That's <laughs> probably the only thing that you flag right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see what kind of games I play. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, so we are very appreciative to have our new hankies. Yes. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going to Pittsburgh. Going to be going there. Going to be going here. Going to be but bound leather. What mm-hmm. if you were staying here in Columbus? Well, if you're staying here in Columbus, there's actually a TNG meetup, um, and this is through the AIS group Adventures in Sexuality, and this meetup is on Tuesday, March eighth, and it is at the Union Bar and food is that what it's called the union bar and food that's what they got on the website okay and that is here in columbus ohio that's downtown the tng is a next generation Mm -hmm. and um that we are a little too old for ourselves just a little (laughs) bit Although, again we should send we could send slave Slave gem and then as our field reporter yes so that's coming up. If you're here in Columbus, Ohio, you can find out more about that by heading over to the adventuresinsexuality.org. And you know, if you're under 35, I think is the cutoff age. Mm-hmm. If you're under 35 and you want to meet some um, people your age, TNG, TNG groups are a great place to get started. So just don't forget, you know, us oldies out there have something to offer as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a really interesting um, thing just to take us off the list for a moment mm-hmm. that I've noticed the difference between the 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 leather and the non-leather community or I should say the leather and the kink community mm-hmm. age age is a huge yes. difference yes um we'll come back to that we'll come Maybe. back I don't know I think that'll make a, I'm really I guess we're gonna save that for the blog because that goes into why we ran what we were running mm-hmm. on again I, I need a sound bit that goes let's wait for the blog <laughs> sound like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> blog, blog, that was blog. That's terrible. If you would like to rate us on iTunes, regardless of that lameness, um, or tweet about us, or like us on Facebook, we would be happy. Happiness would be ours. <laughs> Go to iTunes and give us many stars. Get on your tweeter and tweet and give us. us twits. And give us twits. <laughs> Lick get, us on Facebook. Get on your Facebook and give us licks. <laughs> Um, there's because there's like all kinds of ways you could get a hold of us if you wanted to. Absolutely, and one of those is um, Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com to send us an email and to tweet us. You could get us at as Dan and Dawn on the Twitter. Nice, as well as you know, and there's we got all other kinds of ways you can stalk us. We're not nearly as stalkable as Lee Harrington, but we try to be stalkable. <laughs> And uh, eroticawakening.com is where you can find out what we're up to, how to get a hold of us, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Um, on a side note, again, going off the beaten path uh, for a moment. I don't know why we have show notes at all. I just keep going off of them. <laughs> so last week we did, uh, it was, it was uh, Lee was our host on Erotic right. Awakening, Lee Harrington. Right. For episode 103 on open relationships. Mm-hmm. And I posted on one of the groups, you know, Lee Harrington. And, and the title was, What Does Lee Harrington Know About Open Relationships? Right. I thought that was a great title. I thought that was very, oh, well, what does Lee Harrington, I would mm-hmm. like to know what Lee Harrington, for me, mm-hmm. it was a great title. I would say, well, I would love to know what Lee Harrington knows about open relationships. Right. I know who Lee Harrington is. Uh-huh. I kind of assumed that if you've been in the kink community for more than five minutes, you know who Lee Harrington is. You would think so. You would think so. But uh, I think that's, obviously, that's a 
a fallacy. Yeah. A fallacy. Thank you. <laughs> Why does that word sound so dirty? I don't know. Fallacy. Don't know. Phallic. Fallacy. <laughs> anyway, your phallic is phallicsies. <laughs> I don't know where that went. Maybe you shouldn't rate us on iTunes on this show. It's not a great show to be rated on. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting that there's two pages of comments that have nothing to do with the podcast, but have everything to do with, well, who is Lee Harrington? And trust me, there's people, there's people out there who goes, well, I don't know who Lee Harrington is. I bet there are nobody. And there's, there's Oh, a, my God. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then there's other people on there posting that, uh, you know, just all the kind of things, how they feel about Lee Harrington as well. Now, right. granted, I'm sure we have listeners that don't know who Lee Harrington is, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no, you know... If you don't go to any events, if you don't um, go through the, the bookstore, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know who all the all these different presenters are. It's just right, the, right. <clears throat> you know, just that um, the idea of rating, it's like if you saw the trailer for a movie mm-hmm. and then gave me a full review, a critical review of the movie based on the trailer. Right. right? Uh, it's like. I don't give a fuck if you want to rant and what do they call it? Snarking? Yeah. Go, 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 go snark yourself out. But there's actually a group specifically for snarking. Yes, go snark yes. there. <laughs> uh, but fucking look around a little bit first before you go leaping in with both feet, you know? Um, nah, I don't know. I guess that's totally off tangent of anything that was on the show notes. But I tell you, it's really. Well, they tell me any publicity is good publicity. All right, so maybe this will help him out, and not that he needs any help with no, he publicity need any help. from from us at all. Um, all right, so that's that. Boy, that's the rant of the day. The okay. Of, oh, is all that right. A new yeah, for the we should have that as new section for the show notes. <laughs> um, if we were on track right now, we would be talking. Oh, okay. So here's just something a little random that okay. I want to toss out there. As people know, we are more than willing to um, pitch your business mm-hmm. if it's lifestyle friendly and ethical yes and uh, you're not a dirt wad right i don't know about these people i don't know if the, how dirt waddy they are but they seem very <laughs> nice and i love uh british businesses yes because when they write me they go cheers dan i'm like this is so fucking friendly i like it <laughs> i do too so we uh, were uh, actually contacted by kinkyclothes.com and that's kinky-clothes.com and I've checked out their stuff, and they have all kinds of latex wear and all kinds of neat stuff. Sweet. You and I don't really do the kinky clothes thing no, too much. No, not so much. I like my velvet. I like my long black skirts, you know. I'll do a little bit of corsetry and and things like that, but not so much into, like, the fetish wear mm-hmm. like, like some people are. So, but uh, maybe that'll change one day. <laughs> if it does, we'll head over to kinky, kinky-clothes.com and check it out. Um, if any of our listeners go check it out and buy mm-hmm. anything from them, please let, it, please let us know how it is, what it's like, if it's any good, how your shipping was, all that kind of stuff. I absolutely love the idea of promoting lifestyle-friendly businesses. You and I tried the vending thing. Right. It's a big pain in the ass. Um, they have to do so many shows a year. The ones that actually go out and vend, mm-hmm. you know, they have to do so many shows a year just to make it profitable. Oh, that yeah. it's amazing. So, and most of the people that we are telling you guys about are kinksters mm-hmm. that are trying to put the what they can, you know, put some a passion for what they love and a passion for their business and bring them together. Exactly. Um, so, if you happen to go to kinky clothes dot com and buy anything from them, let us know how it is. And um, 
if you've got a business, you've got an event, you've got any of that kind of stuff, get a hold of us. We'd love to tell people about it. Now, uh, what I, you know, granted, Maui Kink, mm-hmm. they sent us some rope and they sent us some paddles mm-hmm. and we got to tell people about <laughs> it. And, you know, we didn't like one of the, we didn't like the coconut rope. wasn't our thing. Nope. Uh, not, not but we for loved us, the yak but... rope. And that's all there is to it. You know, right. we're going to tell, if you send us your stuff, we're going to tell people how we really feel about it. And, you know, eventually one day we'll be, you know, um, just have all kinds of little samplers and we'll have to go to the toy store. <laughs> we'll, have very, we'll have very small selections. I can, I can type very small people with the thing from Maui Kink. Um, so... Boy, we got through all that stuff. We did. We did. And that takes us to our... So long before you and I ran for the uh, international title... Right. We sp- spoke with Daddy W. Now, we've, we Daddy W might be known to our podcast listeners. He does a wonderful cigar class. Mm-hmm. We talked to him about that as a cigar fetish. Exactly. Uh, a little while back. But he sat down with us and Hobbit... And talked about what it's like to be a title holder, how to be a successful title holder, and what the cost of being a title holder yes. is in various ways. Yes. Now, um, you're saying to yourself, well, who are these people that don't know anything yes. about holding titles? Well, um, Daddy W is Seattle Leather Daddy of 03, Washington Leather Sir of 06, and Northwest Leather Sir of 06. And then Hobbit is the uh, Washington State Miss Leather in 96 and the International Miss Leather 08. Wow. So, so yeah, so they've done the circuit. So nice. So um, I thought it was a great interview we had mm-hmm. with them. Wonderful, powerful people. And um, I hope that people listen and find it useful. I imagine they will. Worst segue ever. <laughs> And he brought Hobbit along with him, and we are going to talk today about how to be a title holder. And uh, Daddy W, just a moment ago, you were saying that um, something about a lot of, you you compare it to the car that, I'm sorry, the dog dog. that chases a car, (laughs) and if he catches it, doesn't quite know what to do with it. And you think that a lot of title holders, once they've gotten a title, may not be real sure what to do with it. Well, yeah, and there's the fact that if you go to the leather events and you see a workshop on how to be a title holder, uh, invariably it's not how to be a title holder, but how to uh, win the contest to become a title holder. And then uh, it sort of ends with, okay, congratulations, you've now won the title with really limited advice on what to do once you've got the title and how to keep... uh, how to keep your wallet from uh, melting down, and how to keep your relationship from melting down. Yeah, and, and uh, definitely we'll want to talk a little bit about the money aspect of it. Long-time listeners to the podcast have heard us go on and on about how uh, things that we're trying to do to create a little bit of fun for a travel basket, uh, which is the, the funds that we use to travel to present and to, to be a title holder. And uh, so, what, what do you what do you make as a title holder? What kind of pay scale is that? 
We, we get to hey, go to spend during my, I was international Miss Leather, which means that I traveled three out of every four weekends outside of my area. How much money would you say that we spent of our own money during my title year, Wendell? Uh, I would oh. guess all of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the bill ran somewhere uh, around seven to $9,000. I wasn't really tracking it that hard. Uh, I, I was working for a major software company at the time, so had a few bucks to spend. And that's um, not including the $2,500 travel fund that I got, plus donations of things like plane tickets and so forth that I got. Wow. So how do you how do you prepare yourself for that? Do you just suck it up and say, "Yep, it's going to cost me a lot of money," and that's, or is there ways you can mitigate that? Well, it depends upon what kind of a title you run for. If you're doing something that's like a city or a club title, you don't really have to spend any money at all, except for your drinks at the bar. An international title, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money and you're going to travel. And in a lot of ways, you just suck it up and say, "I'm going to have to spend money." There are things that you can do to mitigate those costs. You can stay at people's houses. You can definitely ask people to donate in-kind donations like frequent flyer miles and that kind of thing to help offset your costs. Well, but you a, end up spending your own say, money. That's, yeah, that's an idea we hadn't thought about is the frequent flyer miles because we're finding that uh, the flights <laughs> aren't as cheap as they used to be. Yeah, and of course, everything that you guys do is twice as expensive as if you're just an individual title holder. Right. right. Uh, one of the things uh, about you know, people say, oh, I can donate frequent flyer miles. Uh, the issue there is the transfer fees on frequent flyer miles are often, uh, will cost you more than the value of the miles. Oh. So you have to, uh, however, if they say, look, I've got enough frequent flyer miles to buy a ticket, then you're talking. Then it becomes uh, a viable option there. Okay. But if they're saying, hey, I'll donate 10,000 frequent flyer miles, uh, that's um, – and there's a $50 uh, uh, transfer fee and you need 50,000 miles to buy it, uh, uh, get a ticket, uh, you're, you're at $250 in transfer fees and you might, you might as well buy a ticket unless you're um, uh, getting, getting some serious savings on that, uh, on that ticket. Sure. But do you – would you tell people that it's important to go into the idea of if they're going to be a title holder to – part of the picture is it is going to cost you money. That even though we might have very generous events and, and people donating, ends up part of the – part of the responsibility is, is yours? Yes. Definitely. Okay. Okay. The, how, to, how to make a small fortune as a title holder and a presenter in the leather community? Right. Start with a large fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> now, uh, you mentioned are... main, maintaining your relationship uh, early on. Was, or is being a title holder a challenge to that? <laughs> oh, yes. It's definitely a challenge on any relationship. Before you even decide to run for a title you got to ask yourself three important questions and your partner. Can your relationship withstand the title? Can your partner support you? And can you, the non-title holding partner, support the title holding partner? And then ask yourself what's more important to you, your relationship or the title? And if your relationship is more important than the title, then make sure that your relationship can withstand the title of the year. 
there's a lot of stressors put on your your relationship during your title year. Yeah, Hobbit, you were an international Miss Leather 2009? 2008. Okay, 2008. What kind of stress did that did that bring with it? Well, I was out of town almost every single weekend. I would go to these events. I would have a great time. I would interact with a lot of different people. I would come home. I would be tired and grumpy. And then about the time I finally caught up on my sleep and wasn't grumpy anymore, I would get on a plane and I would do it all over again. This was really hard on Wendell to have to put up with this every single week. Okay. It's also tough for any title, non-title holding partner, not just Wendell specifically, because quite frankly, the person who has the title is the one who gets all the attention. So even when Wendell came to events with me, he would tend to get ignored and everybody would pay attention to me. And that's tough on anybody. Sure, sure. I guess in that aspect, we're kind of lucky because we want our title together. So, yes. you know, everything we- for you guys is twice as expensive, but the value that you have in doing the title together is priceless. Oh, absolutely. We've we found a lot of value in that. And even after being together this long, just still learning about each other as, you know, as we prep for these things. And, you know, and we know we're going to crash about two days after an event. So we've got that whole cycle down. <laughs> But yes. at least when we, we crash, we crash together. Right. <laughs> right. And unfortunately for poor Window, what would happen is I would crash and he would be the one that have, would have to deal with me. Aww. Right, right. <laughs> now, you'd mentioned um, uh, that you talk some, when you do the uh, presentation on how to be a title holder, you talk about planning for that. What, what parts, uh, what do you cover in that? Planning for being a title holder in general? Yes. Um, before you run, besides finding out what's your financial situation, what can you afford, and what's your relationship situation, and what can your relationship afford, you've got to ask yourself, what is it that you want to do with the title? Do you want to fundraise? Do you want to do issue awareness? Do you want to promote just SM and playing and kinky sex? And then pick a theme that you want to go with so that you're not too scattered. You don't have to fundraise during your title year. Okay. You guys are you guys are an education title. Right. So right. I'm assuming that you actually don't really do that much fundraising, that most of what you're doing is going and teaching workshops and doing education. Right, exactly. When uh, during my title year as uh, Seattle Leather Daddy, uh, what I was doing was helping uh, put on club fundraisers. Uh, I'd show up, uh, help out with pictures with Santa, uh, help do the Father's Day chili feed, and so that was uh, kind of a fundraising title and helping build awareness of Seattle men in leather in the uh, men's leather community in the Seattle area as uh, Northwest Leather, uh, Washington uh, Leather Sir and Northwest Leather Sir. That was an educator and player title. And uh, that was going out and uh, talking about and uh, showing off, hey, uh, here's all this fun, kinky stuff that we get to do. Uh, you know, gosh, the, the rough part of the title was going out, you know, I have to go out and play. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a rough weekend. And then uh, also teaching people about the kinks that uh, I like to do. Okay. Sounds like fun. 
Titles are fun. Mm-hmm. So now that, that we have found, and that is um, stuff we've advised other people, is to have fun with it. Absolutely. Yeah, if it's not fun, then it's work. And, you know, why are you working? <laughs> <laughs> why working and paying for it out of your pocket? <laughs> exactly. But we have had a, uh, a lot of people um, ask us about that. And if so, if somebody said, you know, is, is being a title holder, is it work? I mean, I granted there are fun parts of it, but I'm sure that, you know, Hobbit, when you talk about going out of town three out of four weekends in a row, it would be nice to say, no, I, I would rather stay home and play World of Warcraft this weekend or, or whatever. There were definitely those times. I think the most work for me was enduring the long plane rides. Okay. But do, do you feel like, do you warn people that it is going to feel like work? Oh, absolutely. There's times when you don't want to do something and you really have to because you're obligated to do whatever it is. Go to an event, you know, be visible, put on a workshop and really, you're really tired. You're very visible when you're a title holder. People look at you, they pay attention to what you do. And so you have to think about what it is that you say all the time. You have to be nice to everyone. And that's work. But okay. it's also a lot of fun. So are there expectations then during your title year? Is part of it that you have to s swallow back from like getting into political discussions with people about what leather group's better than the other? Do you end up finding you have to maintain a level of neutrality or do you just be yourself and that's how you represent the title and, and suck it, bitch? <laughs> Everybody has a vision in their head of the perfect version of themselves. And during your title year, you should figure out what that perfect vision of yourself is, and that's what your goal should be during your title year. If you're going to focus on issue awareness or political action, mm -hmm. then sure, you're going to have conversations with people that are politically based or you know, where you have a strong opinion about an issue. But how you talk about that is what's important. So you're wanting to promote your issue, but you don't want to talk trash about people who aren't interested in your issue, for example. Okay. Makes perfect so sense. So one of the bits of advice uh, is, yeah, don't say anything negative about anybody, right? Um, if... Um, if you have a ridiculously low opinion of uh, a particular play space, for example, um, uh, what you say is they have some really nice carpet in there. They, they put in a brand new nice carpet, and I really like that. Uh, and that <laughs> you want to you stay out of hot water, right? Um, you've also you've got a sponsor to deal with, somebody who owns the title, and they have to keep that title going uh, – year after year, and if you, as a title holder, are, are giving them uh, headaches and problems and like that, uh, or causing drama in the community, you're not going to make them happy. And sure. They're the person, and they're the person who's holding the, the checkbook with your travel fund. That's true. That's true. Um, to, to come back to the money thing for a moment, if uh, and for either one of you, let's say you were asked to present at an event in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And I know you guys are in Seattle, so that's a little bit of an airfare, I'm sure. 
Yeah. And they say, you know, we're, we've only been around for nine years and, um, uh, you know, we like That's that. That's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. And we like that the, you know, our event promoter and producers and staff lets to go out for a steak dinner after the event. So we don't pay any kind of compensation. But it's your title year, so come out and present for us. Uh, you'll just have to pay for your own airfare and your own hotel. And uh, we also ask that you donate 40 hours of your time. Can you, as a title holder, do you get to say, fuck you? Or do you say, yes, that is my responsibility. I will be there. My response to somebody asking me to do that would be, I can pay for my plane ticket because most events don't have cash available to pay for things like travel. Uh But once I got there, I would say, in order for me to be able to afford to do this, I'm going to have to stay with somebody at their house or whatever. I'm... I can't afford to pay the registration fee to get into the event, but in return, I will judge your contest. I will emcee the show. I will do X number of workshops. So, sure, there's a reasonable degree to which you meet the event halfway, but they also need to meet you halfway because you've got, of course, more events that you need to do than just the one in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. Right. And in, in case there really is an event in Lincoln, Nebraska, I, I apologize. I have no clue. There isn't a, I'm sure there is an event up there, and I'm sure they don't go out. I can out tell and, you that I never got asked to do anything in Lincoln, Nebraska during well, my go. time there. <laughs> okay. So there is some, but there is some, and, and I you know we discussed this before, but I think it's important for people to understand there is going to be a level of uh, financial contribution and, and just, a, you know, a little bit of, Hey, I'd like it if you guys can cover this, but if you can't, I can sleep on this guy's couch. I'd like it if you guys can help me with the airfare, but if you can't, I'll be there anyway. And yes, we uh, uh, we got an invite to an event that was um, at, I think it was held at the campground, and you know, we're in Seattle, and they said, yeah, we get you know sixty to eighty people. We'd really like you to come out. Uh, we will put you up. We'll, uh, we can feed you, uh, but we can't cover your travel costs. And so I, I ran the numbers on the travel cost, and because um, the spoken hub model and their, you know, the campground distance from the airport, um, we figured the travel time from Seattle to that ha- campground, uh, because we'd have to take three, uh, three flights and then a uh, like three-hour uh, car ride to the campground. Right. Our, Which we'd have to rent a car. Right. Right. So, uh, well, they actually did offer to come uh, come down in the campground pickup truck and pick us up. Uh, so one of us got to ride in the cab, and the other one got to ride in the back. But <laughs> the travel the travel time and the travel cost for us to get to that event was uh, within thirty minutes of time and within fifty dollars of us being able to get round trip tickets from Seattle to Berlin and attend Folsom Street Europe. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it was a choice between an event with 60 or 80 people um, who you know, really wanted us to be there or going to Folsom Europe. Right. Okay. Right. And it can be a, you know, it can be a decision. So on, on which ones, which ones to go, which ones need to hear you, which ones are going to be fun, which ones, yeah. Yeah, and the decision to go to Berlin instead of West Virginia was not strictly about 
Folsom Europe being more fun for me. Mm-hmm. It was important to give the visibility because the right. men in Europe had never in their life seen a female title leather title holder. Right. I was the first one oh. they'd ever met. So that was a really big deal for me to go there and say, hey, women can do this too. Okay. Very cool. Makes sense. And uh, actually, what's uh, that was a very groundbreaking trip because uh, the current international Ms. Leather is now in Stockholm. I mean, right now in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that'd be uh, Molina Williams, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. I like Mo. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a cutie. So, but um, financially wise, um, another thing that I wanted to mention, you know, just because it's on the podcast is the support of our communities as well. Something that Dan and I have found is that our communities have figured out that this is costing us a lot of money and are contributing in a lot of different unique ways. So, you know, it actually feels like it's bringing community together. So did you find that with your titles, that you had community behind you at least? Um, I found that community was behind us, yes, Uh and we had some great fundraisers and also had some uh, pretty uh, poorly thought out fundraisers uh, to the point where uh, added up the number of person hours put into the event and concluded, you know, we all could have gone down and gotten like day gigs at McDonald's and worked a week and we would have come out way ahead of uh, effort that went in raising a couple hundred bucks. Right. But they were enthusiastic. That's good. Any other tricks for people uh, that maybe you know that you'd like to share with title holders as far as taking the financial sting out of it? Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, So, a couple of things. Before you think about running for the title, look into the title sponsoring organization. Are they for profit or are they a 501c3 or a 501c7? Do they have their financial paperwork in order so that um, so that you, as uh, a volunteer for that organization, if, if you're a volunteer for a nonprofit, go look at the, the tax code um, with respect to what's deductible. If mm-hmm. you own your own house or you itemize your expenses, your uh, expenses for being a title holder and a volunteer for that organization, a lot of those can be written off of your taxes. Uh, for example, uniforms that you wear as part of your volunteer duties are tax deductible. Right. Oh. So all of a sudden, that leather title vest that you paid big bank for that you wear during the performance of your volunteer duties is a tax deductible expense. Nice. Okay. Um, if depending on and please consult an accountant on this, but depending on how the organiz- the sponsoring organization is structured, if, if they are for profit and they are willing to uh, put, uh, if you're signing a contract and you are an employee of that organization, then some of uh, your unreimbursed employee expenses can be recouped from your taxes. So some of that, some of those expenses can be tax deductible, uh, if your accountant and their accountant uh, are willing to uh, do the necessary research and make sure that the appropriate paperwork gets filed. Okay. And this is um, this is important for uh, especially if you're doing a national or international level title, where you know the amount of money involved is for travel is going to be in the thousands of dollars. 
Uh, the other thing to consider is that if you are in a title uh, where people are fundraising for you to travel and it's not uh, a for-profit, uh, pardon me, it's a uh, for-profit or not a uh, federally recognized nonprofit uh, organization, you might be uh, liable for the taxes on the money that is raised for your travel fund. That counts as your income. Nasty. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, my my grandmother uh, regarded the tax code as a blood sport, and April 15th was her Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so uh, I uh, read up on this a fair bit, and during my title year as Northwest Leather Sir, my sponsoring organization was a 501c3. So uh, most of the expenses that I incurred during my Northwest Leather Sir title year were tax deductible. Okay. Very cool. Something okay. to keep in mind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, read the fine print when you're filing your taxes. Okay. Well, uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. We, we talked about all the stress on the relationships, the expense, the work aspect. So I'll ask you first, Hobbit, and then I'll ask you, Daddy W. Would you do it again? Are you going to run for another title? I've already been international Ms. Leather. There's nowhere else to go. Ah, okay. There's no higher title for me. Okay. But if, but there, if was... there was a higher title, sure, I'd run for it. Awesome. How, how about you, Daddy W.? Well, I'm kind of in the same boat. The, uh, the rule of thumb in this is you can, you can lose two. So I ran for Washington State Mr. Leather uh, about uh, five years ago. Didn't win that one. Mm -hmm. And as part of being Northwest Leather Sir, one of the duties of the title is to go compete at International Leather Sir. And um, I didn't win at International Leather Sir. So I've lost two, so I'm kind of out of the running. If I uh, had another option to do that, uh, I'd definitely go for it. Uh, I really enjoyed my time as uh, Northwest Leather Sir. And if uh, if somebody came down and said, you know, we'd, we'd like you to, uh, would you mind uh, doing it again? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I had a great time. All right. Very and cool. it's true. You get laid more when you're a title holder. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's the groupies. God, the groupies. <laughs> we love the groupies. Yeah. The parties, the groupies. You know, you're a rock star. It's great. It's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. It's been fantastic to talk to you. Not only uh, for our listeners that might be considering this, but obviously this is very valuable information for uh, Dawn and I as uh, we head off uh, for the next phase of our uh, Master Slave title. So um, we'll go apply for a credit card. <laughs> and blank one and see if we can fill it up. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks. Thank you. <sighs> so there we go. We're back. Um, we are. So, you know, we've been talking about throughout the beginning of the show. We'll blog about that, blog about that. So here's mm -hmm. the part. So you and I, 18 months ago, we go to Great Lakes. Reg our regional contest, right. and we interviewed uh, Master Fink. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for that one. <laughs> Master Christina, Christine or Christina? I Christine. Christine. Christina. <laughs> well, I gotta get it. And 
her slave think, yes. who were the Great Lakes region master, master and slave, slave title winners. Mm-hmm. And the reason we did that was before that, the previous year's winners, which was uh, Master, master Gallon and slave, slave Kelly. Kelly, they said, you guys should run for this title thing. And we're like, yeah, right. So, so we go to the contest 18 months mm-hmm. ago. And that's actually, there's, a, there's an interview with them on one of our previous episodes of the podcast. Six months ago, we did a podcast about our experience of winning the title. Right. The Master Slave Contest in the Great Lakes region. Mm-hmm. And um, here it is six months later. We're, yep. we're back from international. And now we're blogging, podcasting about our experience for running for the international Master Slave. Yes. Opening comments, opening thoughts. So just it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. 18 months. Wow. It's been a hell of a ride. So, because we've been asked to, um, we've had friends of ours from Dayton, you know, tell us that we should run for this years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, we're MS, but we're not leather. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, it's a teaching title. It's not specifically leather. And our response always was, well, we're MS, but we're not leather. And then we found out that we're more leather than we think we are. You know, we've mm-hmm. had some of, um, the protocols and things and the people that we hung around where it rubbed off on us, we were more leather than we thought. Mm-hmm. That's why um, that's why we like the structure. That's why we like certain things, you know, and, and because that comes from the leather lifestyle mm-hmm. instead of the kink lifestyle, that we do still have, you know, a lot of that within us as well. And, you know, when you're using the term kink lifestyle, I'm going to use the term non-leather MS. Non-leather MS. Okay, um, I will go with that. That's, that's the term that we got from uh, Robert Rubel. Yes. Dr. Bob. Um, and it's as good a term as any. I don't like, I think, it, you know, it's an okay term. It'll do. So, okay. Non-leather but, MS. Um, I'm good with that. And as we had more leather folk mm-hmm. show up in Columbus and we started interacting with them, we realized more and more yes. that that is where we actually live after all. Yes. Very interesting for us because um, when we first came into the community 10 years ago, mm-hmm. we started off National Leather Association and... Uh, they and then there was a group getting started called Moral that was a BDSM kinky group, right? And um, you know we said, well, what kind of groups are there for MS people? And they're like, well, you should start one. And I said, well, no, wait, what are the existing groups? And he said, well, there's this group and that group, but they're really not, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, it's what they were gay leather groups, right? There's this group in Cincinnati. But it's a gay leathers group. Right. You know, there's this local one, but you're not going to get into their club. You right. know, it's right. all gay males. and Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. Nothing right with it. But it did leave us without. So there was no there's active no, yeah. participation from any leather groups here in town. The kink group, which is where many MSers show up, mm-hmm. master slave couples, because that's what's available. Right. We ended up starting a group, an MS group, and um, time goes by. Mm-hmm. We are traveling going to all these different kink events, mm-hmm. teaching MS classes. Yes. And eventually, long story short, we end up leather people around us. We find, you know, and we start moving in that direction. And I would say that, you know, we don't um, uh, don't get too stuck on the labels. Mm-hmm. But we've certainly found our home in that leather community. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. It's like a brotherhood. It is so awesome. <laughs> Um, so we decide to run. So we decide to run for this 
this and it went great. We ran for the Great Lakes. We ran and we won. Mm-hmm. Then we went to international and we did not win. Now, uh, Master Wolf, who we greatly respect, mentioned a while ago when I first I was first talking, you know, getting really close to getting ready to go. Right. And I said, Oh boy, I, you know, I, mean, I don't know if we're going to win, we're going to lose, but who cares, right? You know, right. you go try it. And he wrote back and he said, you know, there's no losers. And Master mm-hmm. Jim said the same thing. Yes. He said, there's no losers. You're all winners. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think we lost. I think we lost. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's not a big deal. It's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. And I'm not going to tell any other couples that they lost if they, you know, they're winners. We're all winners in our regions. We're all winners. We got to compete. That's great. Right. Factual information that my ego is okay with the fact of using the term lost. Because... <laughs> I'm looking around. I don't see any international titles. I'm, no, you know, so I that's know. fine. So it's not a big deal to have lost. The trick is not to look at yourself as a loser. And I, right. And I really don't. Now, we, thinking about how we competed, mm-hmm. um, a tremendous physical strain, by the way. Competing, yes. by the way. I, For I, us, at least. I've taken two naps today. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we're meditators. We're yes. chill. You know, we're the most relaxed people I know. And it was incredibly stressful. Yes. For us. Maybe other people just cruise through it. It's not a big deal. But it was. I didn't sleep well. You didn't sleep well. Though we did meditate each morning. Mm-hmm. We did end up playing a card game before the interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, we did what we could to try to remain stress-free. But just the nature of going from 7 o'clock in the morning, Saturday morning, until 11.30 Saturday night, go, 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 go. No time for a nap. We, got, uh, we put snacks in our room so that we mm-hmm. could eat on the go because there'd be no time to even stop in the restaurant or have a sit-down meal of any sort. So just very, lots of hurry up and wait. Yeah. And lots of waiting. And that's an adrenaline wave yes. after wave because you get, all right, it's time to do the interviews and wait. Yes. And now it's time to do this. Because there's five couples, right? So and we don't we all do go. Three, yes, way. we do number three. So we're, we're right in the middle. But uh, yeah, so there's five couples, and you have to be there and available while everybody's being interviewed, and you have to wait outside of the interview room. You know, mm-hmm. so you're in the hallway as as people are going by, and you know, but you can't leave that area. So but, now, uh, to jump back to the, our, when we competed at Great Lakes, mm-hmm. I hadn't realized it until we were at. International, they did a great job of preparing us. Yes. The, the experience at Great Lakes was exactly like the experience at International. Almost, Absolutely. Almost exactly like. Almost. A little bit of timing differences because Great Lakes actually starts on Friday. Right. So that it's broken up a little bit more. So, whereas um, International is pretty much, except for opening ceremonies Friday night, it's pretty much all done in one day. One of the, the interesting things, and this is what the difference is, right? Mm-hmm. Is one of the categories is Master Slave Dynamic when you're not doing something like doing a speech in a room, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The weird thing about that is, as far as I know, how do you know? Because whenever we're not doing, you know, whenever another, most of the time the judges are in a room judging Right, the judges were five times as busy as we were. Right, so they didn't, I don't know when they got to see us interact. um, Though I did see Master Talon down in the vendors area while we were down there. So (laughs) (laughs) they found ways to... (laughs) Maybe, maybe, you know what, they might have been standing on that one balcony and watching us. Could be, could be. I don't um, know. But whereas with uh, Great Lakes, they started judging us on dynamic. I think it was right after, was it right after the contestants meeting in the morning? But I'm, I'm feeling like it was all day Friday, all day Saturday. And um, there was plenty of time to um, watch our dynamic. Whereas with International, 
yeah, there just wasn't that much time between the things that had to be done by the judges and couples to really, because they had to eat as well. Yeah. So. And hmm. um, they did feed us lunch on Saturday to make sure we ate. Yes, they and did. And they fed us cookies. Yes, they fed us cookies. So Mira, Mira is the cookie woman. I'm sure she has a much more important job than <laughs> feeding us cookies. Those are some kick-ass looking cookies, too. And where I'm gluten-free, that just sucked. But, but. She, but she took care of me as well. So she brought me some gluten-free cookies, and they were yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, she was our wrangler. She was. Master oh, that's, slave okay, wrangler, right, right, yes. Right. Um, so one of the things that... that that struck me. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about the other contestants. Yes. Because one of the things that I enjoyed about this contest, one of the great things about it is you think you're going to go and you're going to compete with five other couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do compete. You don't compete against anybody. No. There no. was never a moment where I felt like somebody was going to throw me under the bus. Mm-mm. Somebody was, you know, angling. You know, on Thursday nights, um, Master Dawn and Orja mm-hmm. visited us in our room. Oh, yeah. As we, we said, hey, come by and talk. And they came by right. and visited us. Never got the feeling that they were sizing us up, that no. they were looking for an edge. Mm-mm. Throughout the entire event, one of the neat things is you are competing with these other couples. Now, we did a better job of competing with the other couple at Great Lakes, but I think that's because there was only there was two only, couples. Right, right, where this was five. So, yeah, yeah. it was a little, it was a little more... Um, a little more hard to do, maybe not as personal on some level. I'm not sure. But anyway, I mean, I, I feel like we all did great. We all went into it as friends, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we shared little tidbits with each other. We played a card game, you know, right. like I said before. Right. We, You know, uh, Liza and Jody brought Skip Bow, and we played Skip Bow for the mm-hmm. first time mm-hmm. and just chatted about our experiences and, you know, our regions and, and things like that. So, But I would like to list out... The other couple's sure, names while sure. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So from the Northeast was uh, Master Don and Orja. Mm-hmm. From the Southeast was Master Rick and Slave Gypsy. Mm-hmm. From the Northwest was Liza and Jody. And then from the Southwest was Master George and Slave Bren. And then there was us. And when you think about these couples, including us, mm-hmm. everybody brought something a little bit different to the table. Yes. Right? And yes. you can see it in, um, in what people brought for travel baskets mm-hmm. or... Uh, how they dressed, yes. how they interacted. Well, no, everybody there was a legitimate, real-time master-slave couple. Mm-hmm. All of them brought something a little different to the table. Um, now, one thing that was the same was the longevity. Yeah, yeah. We've all been of, doing that this. Really that was neat. All of us have been doing this for a very long time, living this dynamic for a very long time, um, teaching in the community yeah. For a very long yeah. time, running events, creating slave circles, slave chats, MS gatherings, events, uh, just amazing stuff. I mean, uh, Master Rick and Slave Gypsy are doing a leather history event mm-hmm. down in their region. Um, Master George and Slave Bren were just talking about all the stuff that they do in their Los Angeles region. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, yeah, everybody, everybody's doing something and, you know, one of the nicest things about the whole event, which I think, by the way, would be a great thing to add to the event, was, and this is just coincidental, right? Most of us didn't leave until Sunday afternoon or Monday even. Most of us was Monday morning. So yeah. for the most part, come Sunday, whole contest, everything's over. Yeah. It just so happened that all the master-slave couples that ran, mm-hmm. including the winners, um, 
just kind of like we ended up down the atrium in a big circle, just hanging out yeah. and chatting with each other. Yeah. There's no malice. There doesn't appear to be any Mm-mm. jealousy. There didn't appear to be any envy. Everybody was just chilling with each other. So, yes. man, we did a good job. Yes. So, well, I'm getting all teary on that. I know. So, so that was a pretty positive thing in itself. Um, it, it was nice to see. So I'm going to wait a year before I, uh, maybe nine months before I really give them the, the, the people that run the contest and mm-hmm. kind of feedback because I do have some feedback some things from my experiences you know as a contestant as a contestant that mm-hmm. uh, they're that you know I, I would like people to consider you know right. I'm not tell them it's right thing wrong thing they've been doing this thing since 2001 they've they're obviously doing a great job with it and we may find out they've already considered it oh yeah, yeah and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it didn't work for them so but there was there was one um they have at the end, there's a two-minute question, mm-hmm. right? You know, the pop question. No, I'm sorry, not two-minute question, but the pop question. Right. There was one question which was really uh, kind of not a great question. It mm-hmm. was a little, um, caused a little separate. You yes. know, it could it have ca- caused some separation. It could have separation. caused some separation between the contestants. Yeah. Um, so that's something that, you know... Uh, yeah, that's the one when I heard it, I put my fingers in my ears and just start going la, yeah. la, 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 because I didn't want to hear the answer. But maybe the reason for asking that is because what a tough question it is if you're getting asked that, right? It is. It is a very um, tough question. The other thing... That, so the other thing that... Hey, but you notice, yes. I don't like the silly questions. I like getting the serious questions. But because you got I the have silly answers. question. I got the only silly question. <laughs> really fun. Um, Master Don is a <laughs> um, of all the contestants he was probably one of the older right people that's not bad but right. his question happens to be on social media yes right? on facebook that's, and twitter <laughs> right. randomly picked that's what he yes. picked uh your question was as you mentioned one this the silly one yes if um our ms life was made into a movie who would you pick to play us and why now you hate Acting, I hate these. I actors. don't like movies. I you don't hate like movies. I Hollywood can't believe movies. you didn't pick something from the eighties from <laughs> Thirteen Candles. I would or have whatever. picked Kevin Bacon for you or something. Yeah. I, Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> uh, there was a point in Tom. Cru- you know what? The current Tom. Crazy Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I can see myself. Okay, that's okay. I'm all right with that. Uh, but you ended up with what was your answer to the question? Oh, I looked at you and said, uh, "Sir, that would be easy for you because you would be Antonio Banderas." <laughs> mm-hmm. And for yourself? And for myself, I was like, "Hmm, okay." I must admit, part of my head was thinking Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> but I went with. I was like, you know, it just it just was in my head, and I went, uh, you know, somebody that is strong, sexy, and would look awesome on her knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angeline Jolene. <laughs> so, and that would just make it. Of course, the audience laughs. Yes, I pushed fantasy kind of very far on that one, but it worked. <laughs> it was a good fantasy. <laughs> I would see that movie. Yes. Uh, and then my question was, if you were not allowed to be in the MS lifestyle, uh, what would oh, you yeah, do? And yeah, of course, yeah. I said I'd run off and be a monk and I'd miss my iPhone. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a high-scoring answer, though. You know, So... One of the things they told us, I tell you, the, the only piece of advice you get if you're going, yes, is the one consistent piece of advice we got was be yourself, be, be yourself. yourself, be yourself, be yourself, and it's it's a good advice. It's tricky, yeah. actually. It's a, it's a little tricky, but um, it takes a lot more energy to not be yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So, 
But the, the reason it's tricky is because, um, for example, I had the question, if you're not allowed to be in your MS Dynamic, mm -hmm. what would you do? Right Now, a great answer would probably have been, uh, I would probably devote myself to being an AIDS activist. I right. would probably want to be a producer of MS contests so mm -hmm. that the best people could be blah, blah, blah. Right? Right. Um, you stepped away from me and said, my slave does not like this answer, right. but. <laughs> but I, I said, I would, if I was not allowed to live the MS dynamic, if I had to change my life that drastically, I would probably run off to um, India and be a monk. Yes. And for at least three years. And this wasn't a surprise to me. No, it wasn't a surprise <laughs> it was a, to you. You know, I looked at you and I'm like, wow, he's being really honest this time. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. Not the appropriate answer. Right. Maybe. I don't know. You see that again? It's not a high. It is an honest answer. Yes. So when I look at the entire contest, I look at everything about the contest, mm -hmm. right? All the questions we answered, all the the things that we presented as our two minute and ten minute speech, right? It was all authentic. Absolutely authentic. <laughs> Speaking of missing my iPhone when I go off into the islands, or uh, India, to be a minute. So the big thing they said was be yourself, and we were successful. And I had to struggle with that a little bit before, right before the contest got started, right? Um, because you want to win. Part of me wanted to win. I got right. no problem with admitting part right. of me wanted to win. So, and, and which is one of the reasons that I didn't really spend a lot of time studying the other couples mm -hmm. that were going to be coming because once you start reading everything that they've done, that can actually be intimidating. Oh yeah. We've done a lot of stuff as well. You know, ours could have been intimidating to other people, but you know what, you want to go in and just be yourself. And as, as Dan was saying, our two minute speeches, our pop question answers, our 10 minute presentation, the interview questions, um, yeah, I don't know how we could have answered anything any differently. Mm -hmm. So even though they might have not been the right answers that the judges were looking for, they were our answers. Yeah, yeah. We were the least dressed we were. of everyone. Not by much with Master Don and Slave Orja. Right. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Orja. Just Orja, which yeah. means slave. So when you say Slave Orja, Slave Slave. <laughs> we teased her. Um... <laughs> So, you know, like there was times where people were very dressed and people dressed together, mm -hmm. same colors and such. Right. That's very cool looking, but it's not really who we are. No. What I like for you is the simple white shirt, black skirt. skirt. That's what a slave should wear, in my opinion. It's, and for me, simple, um, good looking shirts, but nothing, you know, colored. Just a single right. colored shirt, jeans, right? Right. I wanted our appearance you know to just be a reflection of who we are you know um now granted that doesn't mean anybody dressed you know when people do dress in full leathers that's appropriate for this kind of contest right it's mm -hmm. appropriate thing to do nothing wrong with it nothing right with it not what we do right Hell, i brought my cover and i never wore it the whole weekend and you your know? mala beads were out and my so, mala beads were out to remind yeah. me of who i was so uh, there's times, anyway, but there's times where they're, uh, and this will give you a chance to switch into your costumes. And I was like, what? What costumes? What costumes? Why would you wear costumes and to nobody a contest? Wore, nobody wore a costume. No, it was a poorly no. chosen word that they were using, you mm -hmm. know, to prepare to put in your, whatever you're going to dress in for the event. Right. Um, 
I went through a lot of t-shirts though because I was a sweaty pig. <laughs> we did a lot of running around. We did do so. a lot of running around. So, you know, but I do. I And we talked to Miss Kendra and Miss Kendra is um, the Great Lakes producer and uh, she was there and just so rooting us on mm-hmm. and really thought we were a strong couple and really just gave us a lot of support and you know, and she cried with us when we cried and you know, she she was she was very um very much a support yeah. there at the end because we knew we might not win and we knew we had a heavy competition and but still when you hear that someone else has won and then you step back behind the curtain to take a breath. Yeah. It kind of strikes you. Oh, absolutely. And, and the reason that it strikes you, I think, and I see it's still striking you. <laughs> yeah. Is we step back and we, you know, I've stepped back a couple times and I've looked at it. Could I have answered this question differently? Yeah. Yeah, I could have. Could I have done this differently? Yeah. But we kicked ass. Well, we, I'm so happy with how we did. I couldn't be more happy with the way you did mm-hmm. when you were, you know, cast on your own to do your personal two-minute speech, your pop question. I couldn't be more happier with what I did. Um, hell, you know, my, my two-minute speech, I ended up ad-libbing some stuff along the way. <laughs> you made it. You switched your speech Saturday morning during I meditation. Did. I and, did. And it was, it was so remnant. At, oh, my God. You know, but it worked for you. You know, what works with us with our speeches, they were a little different than everybody else's. And our two-minute speeches and our pop questions are the only time that we hear the other contestants. Yeah. Everything else is behind closed doors. So, you know, the two-minute speeches, I'm listening to everybody else, and I'm like, Ooh, ours is really different, you know? And then mine, I am a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I can go on and on and on if you give me a topic. Yeah. So my two-minute speech, I actually have, um, it's on mindfulness, and it gives two little scenarios. Your skill is engaging the audience. And anybody listening that has seen us in person knows that that is Dan's skill. His original speech wasn't really his style, you know, it was great stuff, but it wasn't right. really your style. And then we're meditating, and you pop up and grab the recorder <laughs> and run out into the hallway. And I'm like, what the hell? And you come back, you're like, I just redid my speech. And it completely. engaged, completely different. Yeah, right. completely, but it engaged the audience. And that's yeah. our style. And, and yes. see, there's a great example of, you know, if you look back and say, well, if maybe if I did my original two-minute speech, which mm-hmm. was a much more leathery speech, yeah. I would have scored more points with it. And that may be so. Maybe. But I wasn't passionate about right. it as I was about what I actually spoke about. Exactly. And, um... And I, I much rather, when I heard you and, and how excited you were with the new speech and just how it flowed out of you and you didn't even have to write anything down, yeah. you just spoke and recorded and that was it. I got to look at that because that, that, what I just said has not occurred to me before. What? So let's, let me look at that now. If I'd done my original two-minute speech, which was a lot more leather MS friendly, let's mm-hmm. say, than the speech I did. Not that the speech I did was not, but it wasn't. Um, the, the speech I did was more personal perspective. Maybe you can use that. Maybe that's useful for you. Right. The original two-minute speech that I did not do was more leather-friendly. Leather MS-friendly. Mm-hmm. So what if I'd done my original speech and that gave us enough points to put us over the top? I don't think you can second-guess it like that because the passion was in the one that you did. Yeah. And I think the passion shines through. And it was talking about how to use tools in your tool- toolkit as a master. And it was, you know, it was for at least two weeks coming up. I knew that that speech wasn't 
Right, speaking, speaking to you, and it's I could great tell stuff. that. It's not speaking to me, so. You know, and I was excited that you found something and absolutely supported you on that. Just like when I kind of wrote mine going up to Great Lakes mm-hmm. <laughs> the day of, you supported me because it was what I was passionate about, even though everybody else had advised me to go with the original topic yeah. that I didn't choose. So, you know, you just can't. The, the, the second one showed your presenting skills. It's an educational title. You know, you have to be able to reach people. And you reached people with that one. How many people were in the audience that responded to you? Because oh, yeah. right at the beginning yeah. of your speech, you asked a question, you know, and people in the audience responded. And it was great. And you get one of, you know, your one of the greatest joys of being a presenter is after that. Yes. Somebody came up to me and said, hey, me too. Exactly. And I, I hadn't had the courage to speak up before. So thanks for speaking up. Um, so that was really neat. That was so, really neat. You know, and the funny thing is we might have not been there to win that contest. I might have been there just to reach that one guy. I absolutely believe that because I had people come up to me as well. And I had mine was on mindfulness of a slave. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of masters come up to me and say, you know, you need to speak to the masters too. Mindfulness is for everybody. Yeah. you And you always have people coming and up to you, slaves and masters coming up to you after that speech going, wow, that's good shit. Although I, we did have the one... One person who thought it was some kind of Gorian philosophy thing. And I don't yeah, know where the fuck and I don't get, get that. that. From. I don't know, but I get the chills just thinking about it. So you know, our goal right now is to reach people. We are educators, and you know whether we reach people as an international title couple or as Dan and Dawn, you know, master slave couple from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you know, the the goal is to educate and reach people and be who we are and. There's pros and cons of winning. Yeah. You know, now we're still going to do the same thing we were doing. You know, the, uh, one of the things I would have, that uh, this is going to be in my suggestion box next year, that um, right before you announce the, because I don't know, maybe nobody else needs it. Maybe I just needed it. But I needed to be reminded that, you know, what I have, what my note is that there's a charge to the losers and a charge to those that do not win if you do not want to see use the word losers. Right. You know, to say, look, man, you know, it, and it, um, somebody responded to one of my posts saying, well, we, you know, we do expect that the regions um, remind their regional representatives to continue to do everything they're supposed to do. But um, it would have been nice to hear that Saturday night to say, you know, uh, Don and Orger, you guys have been doing wonderful things. Mm-hmm. You need to keep doing wonderful things. Right. You need to look at what were you going to do if you won this contest and do you it anyway. You're still going to do it. Yeah. You know, if you weren't going to, if you're not going to do it now because you didn't win the contest, you know, um, is that significant? You know, and maybe you need to reevaluate why you ran. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I tell you, one of the things that went through my head and, and I knew it was bogus when it went through my head, but it still went through my head of, uh, wow, you know, we just lost. That was the, that was the pinnacle, mm-hmm. you know, why are we still moving forward? You know, right. obviously we weren't the ones that won. We weren't the ones that can represent this, that, that six, I think we had six judges, six, seven judges, Yeah. you know, and they decided that we weren't the ones to represent the MS community. So why still go forward? Yeah. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, especially if you're one of those six or seven judges and go, yeah. no, that's totally bullshit. Right. Take a fucking chill pill. Yeah. Because when you go through this, if you've run through mm-hmm. the title, you spent 18 hours of adrenaline down, adrenaline right. down. Yeah. When you find out that it was all... 
what feels like it was all for naught. Mm-hmm. And, and you just had seven people who you highly respect look yeah. at you and go, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not what we're looking, what we're looking for. for. You don't yeah. have enough. <laughs> you got to be a little raw to start with. Mm-hmm. The, the trick is, you know, don't judge us on, well, fuck you if you got to judge us. Anyway. <laughs> your judging time is over. Yes, you had your moment. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, but don't worry too much about how people feel Sunday or Monday right. or Tuesday. A week from now, two weeks, three weeks from now, are we... You know, fuck it. I was, you know, are we? You're picking yourself up and you're saying, you know what? We need to do a class on MS dy- leather dynamics for mm-hmm. non-leather people. Yes. We need to do a class on, you know, we need to. Here's a great one. Here's a great one that came to my mind, and this is one of the things that I took away. On Sunday, we were talking to somebody, and they were talking about the Master Slave Conference in D.C. on Labor Day, and what right. a great Master Slave Conference it is. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a great conference, and it sounds like a great time, and everybody we know who's gone says it's a wonderful time. We thought about going for many years. We're planning on going this year. Yes. Just a little side note, it's one of those things, it's, it's the cursed event for us, because we always have a car blow up, or we lose a job, or a kid breaks out of jail or, no, no, all right, we don't have that one but please don't yes, jinx them. <laughs> something happens so that we can't right go. It's, it's labor day weekend so and that just for some reason tends to be rough for us so we're gonna try again this year but yes back to my conversation on sunday somebody's yes. saying we should go to that event and i said yeah you know what we're thinking about it we actually um where we would like we put in a bid to also to present that weekend in a different event called mm-hmm. uh fet Fest, fet, fest, fet, fest, 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 and the person looked at me and said, well, yeah, but those, they're just kinksters, right, you know, what, you know, mm-hmm. you want to get, you want to be around real masters and slaves, and I understand what they're saying, right, right? but no. no, you know, the reality is, who is, you know, do you, do you think that real masters and slaves don't show up at that event? You know, you're delusional. I mean, because um, we show up at those events. The people that we found, you know, that go to House Meta show up at those events. In some regions, those are the only events. And when you're hungry. Yeah. When you want to learn something and be with people, where else are you going to find them? That's the closest thing that there is to find other like-minded people. So if Liza and Jody Mm -hmm. and Don and Orja and... Uh, George and Bren, and if all those cats and all the Rick other great Gypsy. presenters, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the people like that that are, are going to go to Master Slave Conference, who's going to be teaching Master Slave classes at FetFest? Because right. they will teach them. Don't fucking illusion yourself that it's a leather thing right. anymore. There is leather MS. There's mm-hmm. non leather MS out there, too. And That's, I'll tell you what, it's going strong. It is going strong, and they need, I don't know, maybe, so now nah, maybe that soapbox, maybe they don't need jack shit. I feel like it's a good thing for them to have yeah, the opportunity. The opportunity, at least. So, you know, that's, I, I, I hate putting it this way because it sounds like I'm implying somebody's doing something wrong. I'm not. I'm looking at my own life and my looking own responsibilities at, and right. saying, you know, if um, Hospital A already has 10 caregivers and Hospital B has zero except for, you know... Um, Flatfoot Joe, <laughs> who rode an ambulance once. Where yeah. do I need to go? Exactly. If I'm a caregiver, right? Exactly. Um, and that's where we belong, and 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 we know that that that's our path, and that's where we belong. It is and that, you know, that if they want us there to teach MS, now 
I want to go to the Mass Slave Conference too because yes. them is my peeps. Yes, that's my family. Yes, but you know what? The the fucking thought of if you're the ambassador to China, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't you, stay you, in China. You don't, well, you don't stay in the United States if you're the American ambassador to China. Ah, uh, yes, yes, got it. You know, you go to foreign countries, and yeah, I don't know. So, not to mention Fet Fest sounds fun. It does. Two thousand kinky people. What's wrong with that? Exactly. So, so that's uh, my little. There's my little soapboxy thing, and that was that was the platform that I think you and I ran on. Mm-hmm. Is that um, non leather MS? There's no leaders. There's no conferences. There's no um, tradition. Right. You know, there's no camaraderie between the different groups. Now, MAST is starting to take that role. Yes. MAST is definitely moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. The the Dayton MAST Ohio is run by a hetero couple that came Mm -hmm. out of the kink community and said, we want more. Right. Um, the Columbus chapter appears to be shaping up that same way. Mm-hmm. If Cleveland gets going, it appears It'll to be, be the shaping same up way. the same way. Pittsburgh the same way. So part of me thinks, you know what, maybe we missed the boat. Maybe this is already happening and we don't need to be such big. Maybe they didn't need us to run that. Maybe they, maybe that job's already done. Maybe. Maybe. But we're still finding MS people in the kink community going, oh, there's something else. There's something else that speaks to us that yeah. we didn't even know about. Yeah. You know, I still think we have work out there. And it's, it's a bitch to go to a conference that you have to pay for. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Unfortunately for us. Indeed. Gonna... And you know, you know, there is a benefit for losing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I know? mean, now it's an option, right? Which now one do you it's an option to? where we want to go present at <laughs> and <laughs> financially. <laughs> oh, yeah. No shit. Although they did. I tell you what, um, this is the thing that. I'm just stunned by how much support before. So one of the things they do before they introduce the winner is they have auctions. They Mm -hmm. auction, we have baskets that we auction off, but they also do past presenters and past people and people auction themselves off to do funny things and interesting things. things. (laughs) Yes. On stage. (laughs) See, now that I am uh, a thousand miles away Uh from master big, big, Big master obsidian. Obsidian, yes. I can say, man, fucking that was hot. <laughs> Not you, master obsidian. No, sure your slave. You're hot too, your slave <laughs> dancing for charity was pretty damn exciting. Um, namaste and obsidian are actually wonderful people. I was being <laughs> facetious. Anything else you want to say about this whole? Exp- you know, going back. So, is it a good experience? Fabulous. Yes. yes. It was a wonderful experience. I, I got no, no regrets. regrets. We did our best. We didn't win. Tough titty said the kitty. You know what? And I know I can present in front of however many hundred of people that was, yeah. you know, and, and on the microphone, the spotlight in my eye, answer a pop question because the pop question was my biggest fear, something that I could not prepare for. Mm-hmm. Always my biggest fear, but I feel like I did great. Um, you know, got the audience laughing and it's, it's just... Um, how I answered some of the questions, you know, how I answered them is going to make me look at myself and see if there's anything I need to change or look at or whatever. But I still answered them as truthfully as I could. And I think I did a good job. You did a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank you. you're welcome. And the nice thing is now, of course, our, our, our path. Well, first off, for the next six months, we're still our regions, bitches. Yes. And I got some ideas in mind. Like we really need to 
do any more stuff in the next six months. But I got a couple ideas I want to throw by you. <laughs> oh, good, good. There's still lots of work to be done. Mm-hmm. Still a lot of uh, ways to support the region, which yes. we're going to continue to do. Mm-hmm. I really believe after our uh, title year's over in six months, we'll do our step down speech. Yes. And then it'll be really interesting to see what happens then. I'm, the, the, it appears that our region wants us to stick around and help out and be oh, yes. part of the, you know part mm-hmm. of the Great Lakes uh, community. Uh, I know Ohio has been uh, and and areas around Ohio as well. Mm-hmm. We've had some friends from other states as well, but primarily Ohio. That's where we know the most people. Uh, they've been stunning, yes, been stunningly. You know, and, and we're working on what can we do to support Ohio yes. as they've supported us. Um, and it's been very eye-opening. It's been, again, here's, you know, I'm going to get teary again. But mm-hmm. Just the amount of money that was raised on our behalf so we could go do this without mm-hmm. our, you know. We tell people about the little shop and support page on our webpage. And fucking, we don't make any money out. We make no. zero off that. We've right. never had a sale. That, well, no, no. We've had maybe, we made $10 off that. But people are just handing us money left and right. Slave Kelly. Slave oh my Kelly God. Donating so artwork. Oh. And yeah. um, she donated artwork for um, the Great Lakes contest. And she donated one of her printer's prints for this one. I mean, that thing was worth $1,000, you know? Mm-hmm. it's And of course, at an auction, it doesn't go for that much. But um, just just the support from, from everybody has just been absolutely amazing. It's, it's been truly incredible. Um, and, you know what? We're pretty fucking versed in our leather history now. Yes, we, we are. And, you know, I've always wanted to read um, some John Wheel or uh, Larry Townsend. It's like everybody's mm-hmm. oh, I got to read Larry Townsend. Guy Baldwin and, well, and, and Robert Rupel. And... Yeah. Well, we, we're Rubel fans anyway. Yes. <laughs> we've read Baldwin's book before. But, um, you know, it's just... There's, I got nothing negative to say about the experience at all. Mm-mm. I really feel like the judges did a good job, to be yes. honest. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, all the couples were great. You I know? can't look at uh, a, a judge and say, they didn't like us. No, right. I, do, I can look at some judges and say, I don't, they never smiled. I don't think they liked <laughs> us. But I would, none of them were, I never got the feeling that they, we were treated any differently mm-hmm. than anybody else. I think it was based on exactly what they said it would be based on. Yes. I think the only, I think we were a little... Un, we thought that this was an MS title, and we thought it was a teaching title. Right. And it is a leather MS teaching title. Yes. And not good, bad, right, wrong. Um, I think we were, I think the couple that got, that one was very solid on the leather teaching they're talking about stuff they created back in the 80s yeah you know so yeah so i got no problem with Mm -mm. you know the the way the judges scored it the way we're uh you know what judges i did get the old stink eye from a judge after the contest after the contest i would have really liked people to do like slave master did didn't treat us like lepers right you know you come over you say oh i'm sorry you didn't win Mm -hmm. or you say hey you didn't win Tough titty. Yeah. <laughs> Do something, right? Uh, it's important for us to close that loop for us. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I'm not going to tell you how to judge a contest, but maybe it's something if you, next time you judge, yeah, it's not a bad idea to... I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, it's got to be terrible, right? Oh, yeah. Just go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm sorry you didn't lose, then it's my fault. Yeah. Or I'm sorry you didn't win, and it's, you know, it was part of me that... But um, 
But you know, we're going to be judging coming up soon. We've been invited to judge some contests yeah, as well. Yeah. So we so have to remember experience. that. Great we have experience. to remember that as well to make make contact with anybody that we've judged afterwards. So because yeah. they're feeling a little raw. Do you really do? What, so do you feel like you're part of this whole leather community after this whole thing? I do. Yeah, me too. You I know? do. It's nice to have a another homecoming of sorts. It is. You know? And every time I, I, I run into these people, these people, our people, <laughs> you know, um, they're just so friendly yeah. and family. And it's just amazing. So, Yeah. Good peeps. I, I, one last thing that I want to say. That one okay. of the positives about losing, mm-hmm. uh, not winning, <laughs> is our flirting class. Yes. Now, the reason I bring that up is because I love the flirting class. I love mm-hmm. Talk Naughty. That's probably my two favorite classes to teach right now. Sensual humiliation and... and uh... Slutty sex for real relationships is mine. <laughs> Those are fun. Now, we love the MS classes we yes. teach. And I got some really exciting ones. Um, some 201s, so one humorous one. And I got, we got to develop mm-hmm. more fun MS and MS fun classes. Ones, yes. You know, but, you know, we've, we've literally been living this way for the last 10 years. We have an authentic relationship. Um, and from any community we've presented in, leather, non-leather, uh, dom-sub, you know, mm-hmm. we've always got that same kind of feedback that, wow, these are good, this good stuff you guys are talking about, the yes. stuff that we'll be able to use, right? But we didn't win the title, so we can, you know, we'll teach whatever people ask us to teach, and people will not only ask us to teach MS things mm-hmm. now, right? So that's kind of a positive as far as I'm concerned, because it it, we're going to have a little bit more balance for ourselves in, in the different things that we'll be presenting, right? Perfectly willing to have switched the focus to mainly MS for the next year if we had won. Yes, absolutely. We absolutely have and positive have stuff with that. To that. Absolutely. Actually, one of the people that had asked us to present in April, um, you know, I said, here's, I know we normally present these fun relationship, like mm-hmm. the slutty sex, slutty sex or sensual humiliation right. or sensual spanking or something. Mm-hmm. I said, but this, you know, we're going to have to, it's got to be MS classes that you book us for if we win. Right. Or don't book us. Right. That's the reality, right? So um, that's not part of the issue now. Part mm-hmm. of the part of the equation, I should say. Exactly. Not good or bad. And I would love to teach more MS classes. Don't imply, you know. I hope you don't take that to mean I won't. But it also means it's not a gate. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody invites us to uh, Omaha, Nebraska, to do MS stuff. Hell yeah, we'll go. Absolutely. And they're in our region. So pimp it, oh, yeah. pimp it. Omaha, Nebraska. Love to go. <laughs> but if they want us to do, um, I don't know, what other, if Buddha had a flogger <laughs> or. Um, MS, you know, MS spirituality. We've got s- that. Or, or sacred yeah. sex mm-hmm. or sensorama or anything at all. It's like, oh, yeah, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, if they want us to come out there and say how to fuck in a cornfield, I'd say, yeah, yeah, we'll develop that class. So. Corn cobs. Woo-hoo. <laughs> You're a sick woman. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was fun, though. Speaking of sick, sick woman. <laughs> I saw a guy with a tentacle shirt, and I had to go talk to him. <laughs> that was fun. So You got anything else? I mean, you got anything else you want to... I mean, I want to use this also... Uh, we're doing a great job, by the way, of not worrying too much about who's listening to this. Yeah, um, I'm trying. I really, 
yeah. I'm sure that if we if I go back and edit it and say, well, we're going to lose bookings on this one. We're going to get kicked out. But whatever. Fuck it. So, you know, probably the only thing. Hmm. And the only thing that'll make me cry. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to feel like I've let other people down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the killer, right? That's the biggest fucking deal right there. Boy, I wanted to bring home the title for our region. Never had a title holder in Great Lakes. Man, that would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. And everybody that supported us all the way out. Man, what a, what a joy it would be to say. Even little, even Slave Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted him to tell you, yeah, Masters, he did one. Yep. <sighs> yeah. And we've had people cry with us. And, you know, we haven't sat down and had the big cry. And maybe we won't. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, that's the one that gets me, is that we didn't bring it home for all the people that supported us. Yeah, and it kind of does feel like we let them down, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, we've I've, everybody's been already been very supportive and saying that's not the case. And I believe that. They, they believe that. But I also believe they would have been not unhappy had we brought it <laughs> home, you know? Exactly. So... so uh, I tell you what, guys, we did our best. And you know what? We did good enough, too. We didn't do good enough to win, but we sure did good enough. Absolutely. And we'll still keep doing what we're doing, and we've <laughs> still <me>. got... <laughs> Cry, snort, <laughs> belch. You know, we've, we've still got projects in mind. We've still got projects that are like a couple of weeks from fruition that we haven't even talked about that we'll be able to announce on here in yeah. a couple of weeks and some big ideas and little ideas. And even though the thought went through our mind, you know, maybe we won't do this anymore, you know, like in the 10 minutes after we didn't get the title, <laughs> you know, 15 minutes after we got the, we didn't get the title. It's like, no, this is what we do. And we'll, we'll keep doing what we do. I'll tell you that the, by Sunday, might have been Monday, mm-hmm. but I think it was Sunday. I'd already we'd already started looking around because we heard about this title contest in Canada, <laughs> and we, we were already looking around. Say, boy, are we qualified? Can we go for that one? Uh, well, we were also thinking, hmm, if we move to Canada, we can go for the international <laughs> title again because they don't have to go through a feeder. Right. So right. you know, and we've had some people say, well, better luck next year. Yeah, so, and yeah, that's funny. And that's yeah. We had people like, oh, you guys got to try again next year. I'm sure you were really close. They're like, yeah, it doesn't really work that way. It you, doesn't work you get that one way. Shot. One shot. Once you win your feeder, once you win your regional, you go. That's your only shot. You yeah. don't get to try it again next year. So um, because we won the regional, you know, there's, right. there's, there's, and and we can't go back and run again for the regional, which is the only way to get into the international. So unless you are outside of the U.S. and then you don't have to go through a feeder. So, yeah, we can move to Mexico. Oh, St. Martin. If we're moving anywhere, we're moving to St. Martin. I can be a Caribbean girl. You know what's, you know what's funny is I just posted to uh, FET if anybody had any advice on how to learn Spanish. Uh-huh. This is because this is my new project. I want to learn Spanish. It's, it's, uh, apparently, it keeps Alzheimer's away, which I may be too late for. But also, it's good brain exercise. you got to exercise your brain, blah, blah, blah. Right. People are going to hear, well, if we move to Mexico and... I want to learn Spanish. Learn Spanish. They're going to say, oh, those fuckers. Those <laughs> they, bingo bastards. They figured out a way around the, to how to run again. So, so. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, if I, if we don't have any other title opportunities at this point, I don't no. think that there's any other options. I mean, we're not going to run for Leather Sir or Leather Boy or any of that kind of stuff. We're, I don't see Boot Black or Miss Leather or anything right. like that. No. Um, no, this was our thing. This was the educational yeah, title. This the, was, right. yeah. 
So, um, it, it, it's a little bummed. I would absolutely, if I had the opportunity, if something else was around, mm-hmm. say, oh, don't forget, even after this experience of, of not winning, mm-hmm. hell yeah, do it again. The experience itself was wonderful. Oh my God, yeah. I would recommend it in a heartbeat to anyone. Even if you, you know, even if I was to look at you guys and say, you know, even if it was somebody I didn't know that they were going to, you know, even if I didn't think they were going to win, I'd say, fuck yeah, try, go if for it. Nothing it's a wonderful else. experience. Wonderful experience, wonderful people, and we had so much fun. Absolutely. It was fun. So supporting each other, being supported, like I said, just the experience, just the, you learn things about yourself and you accomplish things and, and it's just, yeah. No regrets at all. None. Got any last advice for anybody that's running for the International Master Slave Contest? What's one piece of advice you'd give them? Probably the same thing everybody gave me. Be yourself and breathe. So, you know, I would just do it. Yeah. So I know um, there's some people that looked at me and said, oh, hell no, I'm never doing that, you know, right, and, and right. others that are like, well, maybe in a couple of years, maybe, and I'm like, you know, yeah, if you have any inkling that this is what you want to do, I say go for it. It was a blast. All right. So uh, for those two or three people that may have stuck around, probably people that were listening and fell asleep halfway yeah. through, like, these fuckers are still going on. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be the blog. You know, it, it wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was, this whole no. processing through. No. Well, we did a lot of talking off and on after the contest, just a little bit here and a little bit there. Of um, We absolutely support the people that won. Um, you know, it was a blast. Sorry we didn't come home with the title, but yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Erotic oh. Awakening. We still have more to do. <laughs> yeah, huh? to Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Visit Adventures in Sexuality at adventuresinsexuality.org. Want to be a part of Erotic Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink, an event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. Music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided from the pod show pod safe network more information is at music at podshow.com bye Dan. bye dan